Hey girls, welcome to another episode. This episode is an interview and it is with someone who is a close friend of mine and, you know, really just a creative, beautiful woman with a beautiful story that I am so excited to share with you. Jean Ann is the co-founder of Sierra Lane Orchid and this is a crochet, knitting, stitching company. They release patterns, they, you know, have yarns that they are involved with and, and makers, and they're really committed to um, supplying the modern maker with just so many resources, whether that be materials or whether that be found in their community, um, to up-level their craftsmanship and, you know, just really get creative as well as having a focus on mental health which I really admire and I am so so proud of because I think that these conversations that we're having and and letting this creative art fuel that conversation around mental health is so important and so I'm so honored to be able to share this with you today. Jean Ann is just such a wonderful, beautiful woman and it's been an honor to, you know, work with her. She's a close friend of mine and also someone I've been just working with with her business and just encouraging her and being able to watch her grow has been such an honor um, and, you know, to help grow her community is also such an honor. Um, and so, yeah, I'm so excited to just uplift her voice today on the podcast and be able to share her story with you and if you are a maker then definitely check her out and even if you're not into stitching if you're not familiar with that check out her story and just really soak that in because it's such a beautiful message that she's sharing whether you are familiar with knitting or crocheting or stitching um, or whether you are new and you're you know definitely looking for something to just have a creative outlet and yeah I'm just I'm so excited to share this inspiring story with you and yeah um so Sierra Lane Orchid will be featured in Stitches Salt Lake from October 2nd to the 5th so if you are you know, near that event, if you are excited for that event, then get even more excited because Xerily and Orchid will be there, and yeah, um, there's also, if you're a stitcher and you're really looking for more resources to just up-level your craft and just have fun, um, two resources that Jean-Ann and Sierra Orchid have developed our their Pattern Club, which is a monthly membership, and it is a beautiful way to up-level your craft. You will get resources, you'll get community, and yeah, it's just, there's a link in the description to learn more, and you know, I don't really feel like I can do it justice just by talking about it on here, since I am not as familiar with stitching and so definitely just go and check it out there's so many resources there um for you to be able to just grow in your craftsmanship alongside other makers um and yeah for you to just nurture your creativity 
And there's also a Rogue Orchids group, which um, Jeannie Ann talks about in the podcast, so you can learn more um, through listening or by going to the link in the description. And everything is in the description, by the way. So anything we talk about that you're like, oh, I'm curious about that, that is in the description below. So definitely check that out. Um, But Rogue Orchids is a beautiful community of stitchers and makers that just allows them to have a space to come together, talk about mental health. There are, you know, lives with, you know, sip and stitches, just hanging out, stitching, sharing your pro- your projects, and, and really being able to have that community with other makers. And it's just such a lively community to be able to share. It's so vibrant, and, you know, the conversation on mental health is also, I feel, so inspiring and so needed. Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's a fully inclusive space, no matter where you are in your journey, no matter if you're just starting out, and, you know, you're learning about stitching, or you've been in the game for a long time now. It's a beautiful community, and so, you know, whoever you may be, whether you're new to stitching, whether you are you know experienced whether you have a business around that definitely check out Jean Ann's story check check out you know her her website the Cerulean Orchid website and yeah and just I encourage you to just check all of that out because it is so exciting to be able to share this with you and just yeah it's so exciting to watch it's such a beautiful community um no matter you know, where you may come from, how inclusive it is, and yeah, I'm just, (laughs) I'm like at a loss for words now, because it's so, it's so exciting to share this with you, especially if you're a maker, um, this is such a beautiful resource, but anyway, um, I'm trying to keep this intro short, even though I'm feeling super excited and kind of bubbly today, (laughs) um, but yeah, just listen to the rest of the episode, I promise you, you will be so inspired after listening to this, I know I was after I got off the call, um, to interview her, I was just, like, feeling so inspired and fueled by this, and, yeah, yeah, so, and again, any links will be in the description, so definitely check that out, and I hope you enjoy this episode. Good morning, hello! (laughs) So, um, let's jump right in. How did you get started on your fempreneur journey? (laughs) Well, I was 12 and my parents have been entrepreneurs for as long as I can remember. And I wanted to be involved in what they were doing. And I definitely looked up to them quite a bit. And so with their encouragement, I started um, toll painting and making floral arrangements, like fake floral arrangements. And I quickly learned over the years that that was fun, but not something that I really wanted to be doing as an entrepreneur, but the entrepreneur spirit was still there. And so Mm -hmm. throughout college, I pursued photography and did a number of um, paintings and eventually landed on where I'm at today with Cerulean Orchid. Um, I learned a lot along the way. But I think where I'm at now is definitely where I was supposed to be. And I just didn't know it then. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's all like, it's crazy how it unfolds because you'll kind of venture into all these different things. And 
experiment and like see what your soul is leading you to and then it's like you're exactly where you need to be because the universe is just like guiding you and kind of like letting you know like with different different things that bring you joy and light you up you know um absolutely yeah (laughs) and just leading you into what's meant for you just through following your joy and your soul and I feel like there was always a common thread there through all of the paths that I went down um, and all of the industries that I went through. And I think that was just that appreciation of the beauty in the world around us and being able to find a different way to express that. So as a painter, um, I really played with color and got to know um, like the aesthetics that I liked and what I didn't like. (laughs) And then through photography and the fashion magazine, I was able to connect with people and see the beauty within a person a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And so there's always been this commonality between every, every success and every failure of entrepreneurship. And that's been this really deep rooted appreciation of the beauty in our world and in our, in the people that we surround ourselves with. Mm -hmm. I feel like for me, that's definitely something that drives my process because I'm always like wanting to capture the beauty of the world, whether it be like through spirituality or through, you know, sharing my morning routine or sharing, you know, a photo, whatever it is, there's always that kind of artistry infused within it um, that I feel like can be infused really in all aspects of life, including business. So I love how that's been just such an integral part of your journey. Um, so yeah, so when you did get started, or when did you get started with um, stitching and how has this been a life-giving habit for you? Well, my grandma tried to teach me <laughs> and I was far too young and I never lost my interest in learning how to crochet. So when my Aunt Jackie tried, and I was older, so I was more tactilely able to actually perform (laughs) crochet, Um, it was much more successful. And she taught me the basics. Um, So our first project was a pot holder. And that's actually how I teach other people how to crochet now. I'm insistent that they start with a pot holder because I'm convinced that's the best way to learn. (laughs) But, um, and then I kind of learned most of the other aspects, either from YouTube or from uh, books, just kind of self-teaching myself, but with the help of visual aids. And what I found throughout all of that is that it reduces so much of my anxiety. So I take it with me wherever I go. If I'm traveling, I have it in my backpack on the plane. If I'm going to a social event where I hardly know anybody, I bring it because it bridges a gap of um, communication for me because I'll get so nervous (laughs) about talking with other people. And so it invites them to talk about what I'm doing and it's something that I'm passionate about. And then just the routine of it all reduces my stress. So you're Mm -hmm. often repeating the same stitch several times and that repetition just really calms my soul. And it allows me to step away from my tendencies to be anxious and step into a world where I can um, 
be more open to the community that I really want in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's super cool. And I love how it's just sort of this bridge to like, you know, your highest self and, and operating from that place. That's so beautiful. And I think, um, you know, for me, definitely, because I struggle with anxiety, too. Um, I know there's like a shift that takes place when I'm stepping from like a place in my soul where I feel like, oh, this is connected to my truth, you know, and um, it's connected to something that I really enjoy, something that I really love. And it's kind of, you know, been something that's informed my business too. Like when I go to do a live stream and, and things that sort of, I might be a little bit anxious about, mm-hmm. um, I'm now a little bit more confident just because I feel like I'm creating this community and the space for people to just belong as they are. And it's really nice to, to have that and have that intention going forward and just give that to people as well as creating that for myself and stepping into that. So, yeah. I can definitely relate to that. Um, as we've been creating a community for Surrealant Orchid, it's it's opened up even further the importance of crochet for me because now it's not, it's it's now going beyond serving my own needs, but helping other people kind of, find that calm as well through something that they love and something that allows them to creatively express their emotions. Mm -hmm. So I think that's really, really paramount in why I still pursue it and why it's still fulfilling for me today, Mm -hmm. decades later. (laughs) Yeah. I love how habits just kind of grow into bigger things like they become so life-giving to you and then you share them with the world and it's like you're sharing your authenticity you're sharing your soul and through that you really create a space for growth not just for yourself but like for your whole practice for the people you're serving and you align with your soul's purpose in that way absolutely (laughs) so I love that you put such an emphasis on spreading awareness of mental health and mental health issues in your community. I think that's really, you know, it promotes such an awareness and um, and I love that. And so what made you want to incorporate that into your mission and business? What kind of made you want to move toward that? And, um, you know, was that something that your soul called you to? Do you feel, you know, the universe kind of called you to it? Love to hear more about that. I think it's twofold. Um, admittedly, I nerd out over psychology and have my entire <laughs> life. But I think the reason I do nerd out over psychology and the understanding of our emotions and our human experience is because I have experienced severe depression and anxiety for most of my life. I don't recall a time after my early childhood where I didn't have some level of anxiety or depression. And there's a lot of ways that we can connect with people. And one of the most impactful ways I think we can connect our story and express ourself is through art. And by by fusing together 
my self-expression or helping others infuse their self-expression through crochet, um, it helps me give people a voice to their story. And it might not be overt. It's not necessarily them saying out loud, you know, verbally saying, I've experienced these things, but it's allowing them to, and allowing myself to really showcase our history. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it became more, It's and it's still becoming um, more and more important for me to provide a space that's safe for people to express yeah. that and to know that their creativity, even if it doesn't match what the norm is right now (laughs) is absolutely beautiful and is something worth sharing and then to add on the relaxing nature of it all it just it felt like the perfect fit to me to be able to provide that space but then also inspire people with it to to not manage isn't necessarily the word I'm looking for, but to um, minimize their experience of depression and anxiety and Mm -hmm. to really do that through this tool of crochet, through this tool of creative expression. Yeah, that's super cool. I love that. And um, I love how you're so committed to empowering and giving people a voice. And I feel like for me growing up with my mom having like, a PhD or not a PhD I always say PhD but it's actually a PsyD <laughs> there's like a difference and I always say PhD but um, <laughs> um having a PsyD um and just you know getting her doctorate in psychology like that was super influential for me just going into like why do people do things and you know she would always kind of um you know nurture that in me and you know, I always ask, like, why? Why does this happen? Why do people do these things? Why are, you know, I was always looking to get to the root. And I feel like that definitely informed my path and how I am still exploring, like, you know, rooting out limiting beliefs and, and things like that and different practices like hypnotherapy and stuff that can really um, just help with those things. And, yeah, I love how... I love how you incorporate that psychology into it because I feel like it's so needed and I feel like that bridge between really like the awareness and the mission of that and the impact of that combined with this kind of relaxing habit and and practice and this really soul nourishing creativity um, is so powerful for people. It's so important to feel like you belong to a community too. And mm-hmm. when you enter into the stitching world, it's like instant access to this wonderful community of people who not only do something that you enjoy doing, but it they all seem to care. You know, they all truly care about the other people within the community and they'll rally around you if you're having a hard time or they will... Um, They'll, I've seen people even start, like send care packages when somebody's in the hospital and or is bedridden for some reason. Mm-hmm. And they'll just send yarn and a hook. And it's really <laughs> magical what 
this, like what being a part of a community can do for your well-being. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And I think for me too, like um, entering into the coaching community and wellness community really um, at first with my own path, like um, coming from a place of like health and wellness and then kind of moving more into spirituality. Um, I've seen, especially on Instagram, just how supportive you know, women are towards each other, um, specifically because I am a women's empowerment coach, so I work with women, but um, just seeing people encourage one another and even just the language people use, like they'll call each other, you know, lovely, gorgeous, things that are so empowering and connect with people like that. And um, yeah, I love that language because I feel like it's just raising our vibration just as a culture as a collective and I feel like that supportive community that ability to belong is so so integral both to like personal success and to you know these bigger problems that we're dealing with as a world um I feel like that's definitely something that can just provide us with a sense of comfort and a sense of you know reminding us of who we are Absolutely. And to be able to, to be able to have that comfort is invaluable. It has, it has a value that we can't even begin to measure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, how has your mindset, speaking of this, because we're really getting into this now, um, how has your mindset and energy shifted over the years as you approach a, uh, approach your business? And um, yeah, just tell us more um, more about your personal journey of evolution and just soulful growth in that. <laughs> I used to be a firm believer in the hustle. There is no <laughs> doubt. I, I was definitely raised in that era of you have to work really hard to get anywhere. And it's not even guaranteed that you'll get very far. And if you don't put in the extra hours, then you would have to, you would be sacrificing an opportunity. You'd be sacrificing um, a chance at your success. And what I learned is that in those moments of hustle, I wasn't sacrificing opportunity. I was sacrificing my life. So Mm -hmm. I've, through some through some self-reflection, but more importantly, through some courses and communities that I've been a part of, I have been stepping quite a bit away from the hustle. Yeah. Um, I still work hard and I still value, I still think that you have to work in order to be successful at work because Mm -hmm. you have to do what you love. (laughs) There has to be some sort of action taking place, Mm -hmm. right? You can't just sit there and go, poof, it's here. (laughs) But, um, I no longer believe like that I have to wear all of the hats all of the time. Right. Yeah. I don't feel like I have to work harder than everybody else to get past them because I don't see it as a competition anymore. And that's been really, really freeing. Mm-hmm. And it's something that has allowed me to explore my creativity more to get help when I need help if I'm having a rough day. Mm-hmm. Uh, it allows me some space for forgiveness when something doesn't work out because not everything works out exactly as we planned because there's something more 
to our plan than what we can give to it. Yeah. And the thing is, is I don't, I don't, I didn't like burning out and I was burning out a lot. I was burning out before big events. I was getting sick all the time Mm -hmm. and it wasn't healthy. It wasn't healthy for my relationships. It wasn't healthy for my actual physical health. It wasn't healthy yeah. for my mental state of mind because I was never happy with where I was at. And mm-hmm. working with Jenna Black and working with you now, I'm really starting mm-hmm. to solidify these new ideas of it's okay to work intuitively. It's okay to pursue creativity when it comes to us instead of trying to constantly hunt down the new idea and allowing the flow of things and allowing there to be space and time for that. And I don't think that I could have made those shifts without the help that I've had in my life. Mm-hmm. where the people who tell, would tell me, hey, you're sick again, because I wouldn't even notice. I, it was just my normal. And I didn't know it wasn't supposed to be that way. And so to have people voice those things and voice them repeatedly enough that I finally yeah. <laughs> has been the most incredible experience ever. And I'm far happier today than in my business than I ever was before because I'm not creating for the masses I'm creating for myself first and foremost and whoever aligns with that and that's that's so much more important because the impact is so much deeper Mm -hmm. yeah that's so freeing too I feel like because when you create for your own enjoyment it's like you know, again, with that artistry, like you're really infusing your own creativity in the process and you're doing it for the process. You're not doing it for the end results or to rush ahead. You're really being present with it. And I feel like that's a very feminine, you know, intuitive kind of inflow way to work um, because it's this difference in energy, you know, like the masculine is very hustle oriented, doing oriented and like there's nothing wrong with taking action, um, but it's the place where you take action. Like, where do you take action from? What's your energy like? And are you trying to rush ahead? Are you trying to, you know, really bypass the process that's necessary for your evolution, for your growth? And I feel like the feminine just enjoys that so much. And this yeah. just <laughs> It's... It's simpler to create from that space when you're not, when you don't have the pressure to get it done. Mm -hmm. And in fact, I create more quickly when I don't have the pressure to get it done. Yeah. I still have deadlines because I do, if I'm working collaboratively with somebody, then usually there's an event that we're working towards or, um, there's a publication that we're date that we're working towards, but Mm -hmm. they're often so far in the future that, that pressure doesn't exist the same way it does when you're 
when you're trying to write a term paper or something yeah. of that sort. And they're like, okay, well, you have a week to write, you know, to write five pages. Okay, well, I just finished the book, but that sounds great. <laughs> so it, it's it's removing that that element of pressure. Mm-hmm. And I think the masculine side of our energy likes to put on us. Right. But in real like in reality, like you have to have both sides to really produce your best work. Mm-hmm. You have to have some sort of balance within that yin and yang to to really be your most successful self. Mm-hmm. I agree so much because, you know, experiencing that pressure and having that, you know, especially with myself as well, having like dealing with adrenal fatigue before and, you know, realizing that I was really working myself hard and pressuring and like putting pressure on myself. It wasn't even outside of me. There were, there wasn't even, you know, something that was, or someone really who was going, you know, oh, you have to do this now. Like I was doing that to myself and, um, just realizing that was really big for me and recognizing like it's time to take a step back. It's time to practice self-care more. It's time to just be really intentional with my time and also realize like my limitations, you know, realize that I'm not superwoman as much as I want to be. Um, and yeah, and really align my energy to my values and what I want to do in my daily life and and what I enjoy just as much as like, you know, things that do have to get done, um, releasing the pressure and releasing the just really hard work ethic that's that ends up pushing you into the ground that ends up burning you out. Do you feel that we're redefining what it means to be a strong woman then? I really do. Yeah, I think we're very like, Women are very kind of like at this cusp, I think, um, just energetically where we are as a collective. And um, I think it goes for men, too, because we all have masculine and feminine energies. Um, I think we're really defining womanhood as something that's maybe a bit slower paced, but not any less powerful. Like we're enjoying the present moment. We're really stepping into this this present moment living, this enjoying life for what it is, knowing we're exactly where we need to be and being guided through that. And also, you know, taking the action that's soul aligned and, you know, committing to ourselves, committing to our vision, knowing that we're worthy of the highest self-care, of the highest self-love and creating that and infusing that with you know, and mixing that really and making this alchemy of like masculine and feminine and balanced energy. And to like know that we're already worthy, that we're already successful right where we are at is I think one of the biggest shifts that I've seen happening all over is like really drawing that, that present, I am already Mm -hmm. strong. I am already in balance. I am already good you know there's yeah there's this emphasis now of embracing all of our aspects and being able to take each moment as they are and really having gratitude for being who we are and for being here and then also having gratitude for what we receive and what we can give and that I think has been 
one of the biggest and most wonderful shifts in our like collective consciousness as as people um as of late it's been it's been really neat to see that come into existence again (laughs) yeah i think that's really um what we're stepping into as well and i think with um with everything that's been happening it is really this big shift um from you know the hustle mentality and and things being kind of in this darkness really to really pulling these things out of the old programming and you know i remember hearing um a quote from another women's empowerment coach i know and she is very focused on just bringing it all together and she said you know it all belongs it's all holy like we are all belonging in this and you know everything belongs and just knowing that um it's so healing like it's so empowering and freeing and healing that you know you can just be yourself where you are exactly where you are know you're exactly where you need to be and shift into that knowing of like this is a holy place like i am in a sacred place i am in a in a sacred space in inviting myself to enjoy the becoming enjoy the process and enjoy the unfolding in that i think too we've all grown up we've all grown up wanting to prove our worthiness to others instead of accepting our worthiness within ourselves and we've also We've also grown up searching for a formula, whether it's a formula for how to run our business or a formula of like, who am I supposed to be? And trying to meet all of these expectations for societal like labels. Mm -hmm. And I really do think that having, I didn't grow up in a household that went to church all of the time. Like we would go for weddings (laughs) because that's where they were held. And occasionally my grandpa would take me to church. Um, But my parents really encouraged my brother and I to find our own way and to define our understanding of the world and of our spirituality on our own. And I think I'm still on that journey (laughs) in a lot of ways. I don't think that's something that really ends. Yeah. Uh, But for so long, I kept looking for the right answer. So I would go, I would go to someone's church and then they would share their doctrines and their beliefs and why they um, felt the way that they did. And I would listen and inevitably there was something that I would not agree with. And then I would go attend another spiritual something or other Mm -hmm. and it wasn't quite right. And I finally realized what my parents, what gift my parents had given me which was that I believe that I get to create my own spirituality. And so that means that I get to adopt in like all of my own rituals and pick and choose what works for my soul and to understand that works, what works for my soul might not work for somebody else's Mm -hmm. and to appreciate that that difference isn't wrong, that it's not a black or white, right or wrong answer, but that it's, there's so much more to it. It's a, a complete gray area. And I think that's that's a gift that I would never want to give back. 
Yeah, I love that because I feel like that's one of the biggest lessons we can learn is just like, it's not about looking outside of ourselves for all of these things. And the feelings are already there. You know, we're oftentimes just chasing feelings when we're looking for things, whether it be like a spiritual answer, a business answer, um, whatever it is that we're looking for, like the cure or the formula or like all these (laughs) things. And it's like, you know, you're really just looking for the feeling. And oftentimes that's found within just because, you know, for me, like I know I used to look for like, what was the truth and like the only truth or something. It's like, there's no only truth. There's a bunch of truths and there's like your own soul's truth. And that's going to be different from another soul's truth. And like, that's okay. You know, and having the freedom to explore that. um, I feel like that's such a spiritual path and just like the essence of spirituality is like, you know, my path is not your path, but I'm going to honor my path and wherever it leads me, you know, and that it all belongs. And then the same, you know, the same vein honoring everyone else's path too. Right. It's, it connects us more than it disconnects us to accept our own truth, I think. Yeah. It connects us to the collective truth of just honoring each other, mm-hmm. knowing that we're all holy in our own right and we're all like on our own path. And that's this beautiful unfolding. And, you know, the universe is guiding us and we're being led to what our soul is meant for. I think that's really, I think that's really beautiful. I think that's really powerful to just shift into that you know yeah (laughs) so yeah um tell us more about some of your latest projects and collaborations I know you have a lot on the horizon so I'd love to just learn more whether that be like past projects or whatever you feel called to share you know so over the last few months I've been partnering with some indie dyers Um, I really, really enjoy working with um, independent uh, yarn dyers because they they each see the world so differently. And so their yarn is all unique. (laughs) And sometimes the names they come up with are absolutely hilarious. So it's also slightly entertaining. Um, But to be able to work with them also means that I get to support a small business and get to know the actual person behind their business instead of getting to know the facade of a larger company because a larger company typically has like an energy about it but it's always something more collective instead of individualistic and I really enjoy working with the independent dyers for that reason so I've had the pleasure of working with Queenie Crochet and um McMullen Fiber Company recently and the One String, um, each of which I've met at events. And so we've been um, we've been designing some new patterns for them. And then I have a couple trunk shows coming up. So I'll be designing some work with the yarn that will also be featured on that day or that weekend, dependent on the location. Um, so I get to work with Trilogy Yarns and we're making an interstellar uh like Charlotte thing that I'm really excited about. It kind of bridges um, both of our ideologies a little bit. Mm-hmm. And but what I'm really, really, really excited about right now is that I get to collaborate with um, Yarn Cafe Creations. Mm-hmm. 
on a project that's going to be supporting Project Semicolon. Oh, cool. And so the idea behind that is that there's going to be 31 designers who will be designing crochet and knitting patterns. And each of us will be donating a portion of our proceeds from the sales in the month of December on that pattern. And it won't be released until then uh, to Project Semicolon. So we all get to determine how much we're going to donate and everything. Mm -hmm. So it's it's very... Um, doable for all of us who are involved but the story their story is a powerful one and to be able to stand with them and bring awareness to suicide prevention is something that definitely resonates with my heart and soul and so I'm excited to to be a part of something that's going to make a larger impact Mm -hmm. and to work with other people who are also wanting to make that that positive impact and positive uh energy explode into the world a little bit further yeah that sounds so lovely and um I love how that's just aligned with your mission as well with, with mental health and how it's all just kind of lining up with that that's so beautiful and um I also love how you focus on you know, small businesses, supporting small businesses and that artisanship. Um, I think that's really valuable. I think that's really, you know, beautiful to support that and support the individual creativity that they have. So yeah, um, you also have a beautiful Facebook community um, for your tribe. So I'd love to hear more about that. I'm sure any girls who are involved in, you know, stitching would love to hear more about that and become part of your community. So tell us more about that. <laughs> so we recently started a community called Rogue Orchids, which was a name that we had people vote on. So there was a number of names <laughs> that they could have chosen, but the community as a whole leaned towards rogue orchids. That's what we went with. And I kind of like it because I like the rebellious side of the rogue. But I also romanticize it a little bit and think of like Robin Hood is a rogue, you know, mm -hmm. or um, Princess Leia is a rogue. <laughs> so I can definitely, uh, I definitely romanticize that image of the impact that we're going to have as a community. Mm -hmm. And so within our community, we get together about once a week um, to do a live, like a virtual sip and stitch um, mm -hmm. through Facebook. So it's it's one way video, but they get to talk via mess, like this messenger system that's there. Mm -hmm. And that's been a lot of fun to get to know them and to have them share what they're making. And then we also, it's a community for getting like help on techniques. So there's a large range of expertise within the group. And so everyone's been kind of helping each other. And we've been talking about what people are excited about. We've been celebrating what people have been making and sharing kind of all of our creations. And it's been really, really, really fun. And they're all such a huge, like a, they're a hoot. <laughs> I, love, I, love, I love the little community that we're building together. Um, the energy in there is just upbeat and positive and encouraging and it's been absolutely exactly what I had hoped it would be and I I am so thankful for the people that we have in there so far and we love having new members because everyone's we just 
love seeing everyone's creativity shine and we like to be able to you know cheerlead people through the hard the hard stitch patterns <laughs> we're all learning something everyone was just sharing about what they wanted to learn next and they're all just kind of definitely up leveling their stitching and it's really beautiful to see that process yeah that sounds so lovely and i'm sure my girls will love to hear more about that i will have a link in the description below for that um and yeah where can my girls go to find out more about you more about your patterns your business Sierra and orchid um and all those links will be in the description below um but yeah tell us more the best places to find us are probably on instagram and facebook on facebook it's just cerulean orchid um, and rogue orchids for the community of course and then on instagram we're cerulean orchid ad and then we also have a website that you can visit if you're interested in looking at some of the patterns and that's ceruleanorchid.com that's super cool thank you thank you so much for being on the podcast and for sharing your wisdom i love having these conversations with creators like you and i just am so thankful um to have spoken with you today so yeah thanks for having me it was fun <laughs> all right so all right priestess i hope you really enjoyed that interview I know it was so fun for me to be able to talk to Jeanan and really have a conversation about just spirituality, business, our journeys. It's so beautiful every time I, you know, interview someone and I'm able to just touch on so many, so many points that have just shaped them. And I think that's really fun for me. But um, yeah, as I said before, every link is found in the description that you might be wondering about. Um, there's a link to the Cerulean Orchid Instagram, which totally, if you're a maker, you should totally follow because beautiful patterns, beautiful photos, um, and it's just so inspiring. And yeah, the website is down below too. Anything that we talked about during the episode in terms of um, the Pattern Club, Rogue, Orchid, Rogue Orchid's Facebook group, um, which is a free Facebook group. And so if you're a maker, totally join that. It's amazing. And yeah, so I hope you really enjoyed this episode and I hope it inspired you. Bye for now, priestess.